0: The blast from our past network. This week on Talking Back. I hope I loaded the right episode because none of them are actually labeled.
1: Talking Back.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements and movies, comics, video games and more. I'm your host Tim and with me per usual is co-host Dean. Hey man, what's up?
1: Hey man, what's up? What's up? That's what I said to you. Oh, to be honest is man. Is there an
0: echo in here? No.
1: <laughs> echo, 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 echo. Uh to be honest, I'm a little off today. Why is that? I don't know. Just uh just a weird feeling today. It's a weird day. I think I think I ate some weird food, so my tummy's like a little, my tum tum's a little grumbling. Mm. And uh, it was it was raining today, so I didn't go for my like pre podcast run that I like to do. Um, sometimes I like to walk, you know, just kind of connect with nature right before I come and talk about some content. And uh, I couldn't do it today. It was it was storming, so I feel a little off. I've it's kind of become a crutch for me. I think <laughs> I think I need it.
0: I get you. Yeah, same same thing going on in my neck of the woods. Uh, a little bit of rain. Uh, the humidity here in studio is intense, to say the Ooh. least. I mean,
1: that sounds nice though. Does it? That sounds nice. I miss I miss the uh, jungle studio records. That's true, yeah. They're different. They're different. Um, yeah.
0: Well, you know what? As long as you've got your energy, did you bring your energy today?
1: I'm gonna try, yeah. I mean, my energy's kind of always there, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to let it out.
0: I'm gonna virtual slap you across the face right now.
1: <laughs> oh! How'd you like that? It actually
0: hurt a lot. I'm sh- shake you a little bit now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm in. That'll
0: get, that'll get you going.
1: Yeah. You All know, that's what the coach would always do when he needs to wake you up. He'd slap you in the face and then send you in the game, right?
0: That, that's right. Yeah. A, yeah. G- a good coach would do a that, A good coach, yeah. Not the bad Manus, one.
1: Manus, get off the bench, and then yeah. he'd give you a nice big slap, and he'd say, get out there.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um... Yeah. Uh, anything to add to that, Tim? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've got anything for that. Okay, cool. I don't know where to go from there. You know, sometimes you start a bit and um, it's uh, when you start it, it's a dead-end bit. And then there's nowhere, <laughs> right. there is nowhere to go with it. So yeah, the, yeah. the best thing to do in that case is just not to start those ones. That's right. the only way out. Don't get yourself caught in them. So, But we're I learning. I have taken...
1: I haven't taken any improv classes, so I don't know the bits to start and the bits to not start.
0: Me neither. I I took drama in grade twelve, but I was too embarrassed oh, cool. to like let myself go. You know. Right. I was yeah, always worried about you're what people were, what people were thinking about me, even though everybody's doing the same thing. You know. And I wasn't yeah. laughing at them. You know, they probably weren't laughing at me, but I was insecure.
1: So. Yeah, you're just worried about yourself. Yeah. It's right. like when you go up and give a speech in front of the class. It's like. All everyone who's sitting there is doing is just thinking about how they don't want to go up and do theirs. They're exactly. not really thinking of anything you're saying. They're not listening to you at all. You just can go up there and talk. No one cares. That's
0: totally true. Totally true.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: How, what are we even talking about right now? This is a bizarre. This is a bizarre intro.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing, Tim. What's the thing? Here's here's the segue. Yeah? Um. You got when one? I'm, when I'm down... The one thing that can bring me out of that is comic books. Here it comes. There we go. There it was. Comic books. Especially, specifically this one.
0: Luckily, that's one of the things we cover on our show, Dean, is comic
1: books. Oh, thank goodness. If we were doing like a more episode right now, I don't know if I'd have it.
0: Yeah, more is fun. I love more. I love movies. I love video games. I love comics. Might be my favorite. Maybe comics is my favorite. Dean, did you know that when I was like a little... uh, A little seven-year-old, maybe. I had a paper route. I probably mentioned this before. you? Mm hmm Um, Now, this was uh, back in the good old days of paper routes when you didn't have to deliver the papers until like four in the afternoon. They'd show up at like 1 p.m. and then you go and after school deliver them. But I was like rolling in cash because of this job. Because, you know, I think my allowance at the time might have been like $5 every week or something like that. Every two weeks, I could pull about 45 bucks out of the paper route. So I had more money than I knew. It was huge for like a seven or eight year old is a ton of money. And another weird thing about paper routes back then, when I had to go collecting, like you had to have to go door to door and collect the money for the papers from the people. Right. Yeah. Like, that could, I could not see that happening nowadays. Like I was going into these people's houses. Sometimes I'd be led into their basement to get their wallet or something. <laughs> right. Right. And like yeah. they'd often be eating supper. I think I've like sat down with people and watched TV for a little while.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, one guy like showed me his new baby and gave me like this gum cigar and people oh, were like super friendly and, and uh, just it is different time
1: but totally it's like like come to the back room little boy i have the five dollars there like that's the start of a horror movie now
0: it is but they always had the money back there it's like okay though well, here's my jar of money and here are you sorry yeah. for all the quarters you know i'm like well i'm going <laughs> yeah. to the arcade right after this
1: yeah here's but, a stick of gum and uh be on your way have you had supper do you want we're having spaghetti would you like me to set you a plate
0: seriously it's just, they're all yeah. just very friendly they just love the paper guy right
1: yeah what uh, happened to the world tim
0: i don't know i don't know what happened uh, aliens attacked
1: oh interesting i think
0: uh but i don't dean, think that happened dean listen so i would go collecting and i'd have a pocket full of money and nice. i'd go to the local convenience store that had one of those old comic book racks oh yeah and i would just grab every like a copy of every single one um i remember going in and buying at one time i think I bought 18 comics because they're like a dollar dollar 25 so i was like you know 25 bucks and I walk out with 18 comics and a giant bag of candy so that's how I got into comics it was just like I don't know where to spend my money well I do know where to spend it it's going to be at this convenience store and I would buy all sorts of stuff from there but once I started buying comics it was just I, I amassed a, a huge collection really quick so I take yeah. they take these comics I was just judging them by the cover I didn't know who any characters were or anything like that I just loved the art and thought it was really neat so um, that's how I fell in love with comics. It was way back
1: then. Wow. That's I, amazing. Comic books something you can judge the book by its cover. That's
0: true. Yeah. Um, unfortunately I, I got rid of most of my collection along the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I think we've talked about this. I don't, maybe we have talked about it on air before. I don't know. We've definitely talked about it off air. We, uh, we moved around a few times from yeah. house to house and, um, the parents always made us like lighten our load by selling our toys and like comics and things that we loved meanwhile um um, mom would would be allowed to bring like four or five huge boxes of empty like pickling jars
1: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. which are
0: useless you know
1: oh that was a necessity
0: (laughs) we had to sell our like transformer collections and all that and uh it stings to think about
1: totally and comic books take up a lot of space so um i know i know (laughs) i sold my big collection uh when i was moving as well so it like 18 comic books and a bag of candy like that is an amazing day for a seven-year-old like for me i'm 34 and that is a great day i do that every once in a while just go and buy 18 comic books hit the Seven Eleven, buy some candy that's a great day
0: oh it's great yeah yeah it was uh it was awesome Um, I had no bills, just all the money coming in was just disposable income. Comic book. Fantastic. Comic
1: book money. Awesome. That's so good. I never really, like I've, we've probably talked, I never really like read comic books when I was young. I got actually into them when I was, when I was older, when I was an adult. I just remember one time going to like one of those spinner racks and buying a bunch of comic books. I only did it once. Mm. Um, yeah. And I remember I was just getting, I mean, I was a little, I, I was a little bit older. I was probably like. 10 or 11 years old and i was getting all the comic books with the pretty ladies on them
0: oh yeah yeah, they're giving you the feelings
1: they were yeah they're giving me the early feelings and i was like uh yeah i can get that in a picture book sweet yeah totally i'm allowed to buy that yeah dad wouldn't let me watch any movies so i was buying i was bought comic books one time totally yeah and i was like she hulk she nice (laughs) (laughs) she she is nice i love she hulk she's fantastic (laughs) Um, yeah,
0: this was like before I found a comic book store, you know, cause there wasn't one directly in my vicinity. Uh, yeah. so I, yeah, I'd have to go to the spinner rack every week and hope for something new and then I would buy it and, um, I would read it. Nice. Yeah. I wish I had some of those still. I can only imagine uh, what they were, sure. you know, but I'm pretty sure I don't have any of those original, yeah. um, set that I would collect. But, uh, anyways, Hey, Dean, speaking of comic books.
1: Oh, yes. Good segue. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think you already used that exact segue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about Hawkeye this week. Yes. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. It's fun. My buddy. What a great book. Yeah, this is your buddy. Yeah. Um, Is it your best friend, Dean? Is he your best friend?
1: Yeah, Tim. He is my best friend. Okay. It sounded like you were being a little mean there, but he is. Yeah.
0: Okay. I was just checking.
1: I actually have two best friends. No, I have three best friends in this book.
0: Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can probably guess them, but we'll we'll get <laughs> there. You can we'll get there. Uh, Dean, this this the uh, Hawkeye run. We're only going to be covering the first five issues. Uh, that's a nice a nice number, I think. For yeah, uh, it's
1: a shame, but it's a nice number. It's
0: a shame. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like twenty mid twenties in the run. I believe. I
1: think it's twenty two.
0: I think I have about 15 or 16 of them. I didn't Mm -hmm. didn't quite get it finished. We're just going to do the first five as to not bore everybody.
1: Yes, of course. I wouldn't mind going further. If, you know, listeners like this episode, they want to hear more about Hawkeye, they should let us know because I wouldn't mind reading more.
0: Okay, that's a good point because we weren't actually going to do more. But if people want to uh, hear more, we will do more. And actually, speaking of that, Dean... I wanted to mention that um, we have been getting a lot of great feedback for our Predator and Predator 2 episodes. Um, it seems like a movie that a lot of people love, and the episodes are doing really well. Um, we've been getting a lot of comments on social media, and the listeners have spoken, Dean, and we are going to listen to them because they're in charge of us. They control. Ah, so they our... listen to
1: us and then we listen to them.
0: That's right. We do. So whatever they tell us to do, we do it for the most part. So far we have. Um, don't push it, listeners. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, basically the consensus is that they want us to keep going with the Predator series. Cool. Um, we weren't going to. We were going to stop at Well, we were going to do the, those two and then we were going to throw in Alien versus Predator. And that would be the end of it. But um, the listeners have spoken and we are going to do the whole series. So I think we'll do, nice. we'll continue on. We'll go in chronological order that the movies were released, which yep. would put us at Alien versus Predator next. Nice. And then after that would be the Alien versus Predator uh, Requiem, which is why I didn't want to go any further with Predator movies. Uh, so okay, okay. that will be our like uh, uh, the, uh, the dipping of our toe into movies that we don't actually like. Which we've talked about doing, but haven't actually done yet. So that'll be interesting and
1: fun, I think. Cool. Yeah, I'm totally down with that. I'm uh, I, I'm uh, DTP. I'm down to pred.
0: Cool. Uh, now we're obviously not going to do this like all in a row. We'll be releasing them sporadically, but uh, yeah, we've set a date for uh, uh, recording Alien versus Predator uh, in the next few weeks. So uh, that'll be the next one out. Uh, now, Perfect. Dean. Hey, Dean. Speaking hey. of comic books. <laughs> Oh
1: yes, yes, Tim. Oh good segue, Tim. You're so good at this.
0: I'm nailing these segues today. Yeah. Uh uh Hawkeye. Yeah. So Dean, Hawkeye. This Hawkeye. was uh this this comic ran from 2012 to 2015. It was written by Matt Fritchman.
1: It's it's not Fritchman.
0: It is Fritchman. Matt Fritchman. It's
1: not, it's not Fritchman. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, a fraction is his pen name actually. Really? Yeah, his name is Matt Fritchman.
1: <laughs> oh, no. Really? Yeah. Okay. I and he guess goes by, it is Fritchman. He goes by Matt
0: Fraction. You could, nobody could possibly have a name like Matt Fraction. It sounds too I know. cool. Too that cool. is
1: the, actually the coolest name. I it never is. really thought about it until you said Fritchen and I was like, that's no good. <laughs> Fritchman. 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 Uh, Fraction.
0: Matt Fraction just rolls off your tongue.
1: It does, especially because it's like Matt, yeah. Matt Fraction. Oh, yeah, so cool. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And art is by uh, David Ajah. Now, these two guys previously worked together on the Immortal Iron Fist. So what we always love about these pre-existing relationships is that they've already kind of worked out the kinks and they have a working dynamic already, which just means their next work is going to be all that much tighter because they don't have to go through some of the bullshit that they might have had to work through in that first run of comics right so
1: awesome tim the immortal iron fist is on my shelf oh really oh shit's on my shelf
0: ah well i mean these guys are a great duo so i wouldn't mind checking that out have you read it dean or is it just on your shelf
1: it's one of those that's on, the shelf, on the, the shelf and on the to-read pile. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got to read it. I got to okay. fucking read it, man. It's I- one of those books that like my uh, comic book guy, like the guy that works at the comic book store that I used to go to, he recommended it to me. He like put it in my hand and he's like, you got to read this. So like that guy's opinion is like tops, tops for me. Um, So I just instantly bought it, threw it on the shelf and I haven't got to it. I got to read it.
0: Yeah, it's, that's one of those things like um, Iron Fist is not... Not the most compelling of characters, but with these two guys behind it, I would give it a read. So. Well, that's
1: the thing, because I would have thought the same about Hawkeye. So that's why I would well, definitely give that a read.
0: I, I used to read Hawkeye back in the day. It was one of actually oh, yeah. one of the early ones I picked up uh, off the spinner rack. So he was a, an early favorite of mine. Um, cool. So I like his character. Yeah. A lot different in this book. Uh, yes. Dean, uh, did you know Matt Fraction is married to Kelly Sue DeConnick?
1: I did know that.
0: That's kind of cool. So both that's like
1: that's kinda cool because she fucking rocks.
0: They're both like super high end uh comic book writers, which is really yeah.
1: neat. Yeah. Yeah, her comics are awesome. Yeah. All right.
0: Um so Matt Fraction pitches the idea for Hawkeye to Marvel in 2012. And one of the reasons Marvel was on board was because that was the year the Avengers came out. And they thought it
1: Hey. I was just going to say, I know about them.
0: The Avengers. You know about that movie because we did uh, our 50th episode on it. Oh, did we? 50 topics in a hat.
1: It happened. Yeah, it happened. It was great. Oh. It was great. We, we it both. took seven hours. It's a <laughs> seven-hour episode. <laughs> we drank way too much. Yeah. I mean, that has happened on a couple apps.
0: Yeah, this one, that one especially. That yeah. That
1: one... Um... Well, in that one, we took an actual break to go drink. That's right. Yeah, I think that was the
0: problem, the main problem. (laughs) That
1: was the problem. We were on our first beer when we started, and then we took a break so we could drink more beer. Right, and shots.
0: Yeah. Uh, Now, this is what Fraction pitches to Marvel, and I really think this is cool. He says, let's show the world what Hawkeye does when he's not being an Avenger. Let's show the world what happens when he saves a stray dog and spills his coffee and oversleeps and misses his divorce anniversary it might just be crazy enough to work dean
1: it might be and it was crazy enough to work it was and it does it actually does sound really crazy like i love this idea because hawkeye coming out of the films like like coming out of avengers after avengers hawkeye's not cool Like, nobody really likes Hawkeye that much after the Avengers. It's kind of like, why is this guy in this super team? All he's got is this bow. Like, that's all he can do. Mm -hmm. And instead of writing a comic that, like, enhances his coolness and, you know, makes him the absolute best at everything he does... They do the opposite and they make him more like us. They make him, what's he doing when he's not doing, being an Avenger, he's screwing up like you are at home. He's doing the things you are doing, but he's also just really, really good at this one thing. And that's why he's been selected for that job. And I think it's really neat. And it actually makes him more likable and actually more cool, even though they don't, like you're not um, specifically writing things to make him more cool.
0: Yeah, I I love it as well because like I I not I don't just like the idea of um like showing a superhero as an everyman, right? Like I I think that's a great idea in itself, but choosing Hawkeye makes so much sense because he's not really a superhero, right? Like he doesn't yeah. have superpowers. He is just a man. So we can um we can kind of uh, like see it from his side, right? We can, yeah. um, we can feel, we can feel a little bit more with a character like Hawkeye rather than someone who's got these superpowers. So um, I, I feel like it lands more impactful choosing choosing Hawkeye as like the one to kind of start this type of um, story off with.
1: Yeah, Tim, I definitely agree with that, and and I really like that um, he has sort of like self confidence issue issues in this book because. He is sort of the Avenger that everybody makes fun of because he's not super strong. He doesn't have, you know, kind of powers like everyone else does. Um, So he is sometimes the joke, like they're all picking on him. And instead of him trying to be super cool, like it actually he kind of has some issues with his self-confidence. So I think that plays more towards us as the reader who's like, yeah, I didn't feel really confident when I went to do that one thing. And now I can kind of see myself in him.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think it was um, also a pretty interesting choice uh, at this time to give like a B level character their own book, you know, and like For to sure. to, yeah. to pump a lot of money into a B character. So you, you, I don't think you saw that all that often up until this point. I think yep. it's been hitting a lot, a lot more after this because of how excellent this is and how well it did. So um, yeah,
1: that right after this. The thing became, put the cool writer and the cool artist with a unique style, put them on a B character, and that's the thing now. That's what everyone wants to buy. And it started here. Like, yeah, it started in 2012 with Hawkeye.
0: It did. It did, for sure. So, Dean, this uh, issue one, it starts off, um, issue one and this whole series, right? It starts off, and the first two pages, like, completely set the tone for this character and it takes them all of 30 seconds to get across to us what this character is all about. I love just in that short amount of time, you you already know him and like what his characteristics are. So the first page is just like a, a full page spread of him falling out or jumping out of a window. He's falling yeah. down to the ground from a high rise. And he looks like he's going to shoot his arrow up. That's one page. There's like basically nothing on there except uh, the the writing is okay this looks bad. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hell yeah, it does look bad.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a great start because what is something that's super, super cool that Hawkeye could do? He could jump out of a window, turn around in the air and shoot an arrow. Like that's him at his coolest right there. Right. And the words on the page are, okay, this looks bad. So we already know that he's like, he's already more human than we may have, may have expected the book to go because he's not comfortable in this situation, even though he's looking cool.
0: Yeah, and they set it up like there's going to be a butt, right? Yeah. Like, okay. This looks bad, but I'm totally. Hawkeye. I, like, I don't, yeah. I'm not in any danger at all. But the next page, uh, we see that his, uh, he shoots his arrow and it catches on something. But then when it reaches full tension, it breaks under his weight and he yeah. continues to fall the remainder of the way and lands on a car. And then he's in the hospital Dean. And this is what, this is what the outcome of his fall was. It was a shattered pelvis three broken ribs, sprained neck, cracked fibia, and cracked left cavicle, cracked right ulna, and a nearly ruptured spleen. Is that all? That's all that there was. But <laughs> in these two pages, this is what I get out of this character. I get that he's funny. Mm-hmm. I get that he's reckless. I get that he's durable. I get that he's a little bit edgy. And I also get that he's intelligent. Now this is all from the dialogue that they've Just presented. So, in that short amount of time, those are all the things I'm able to pluck out about this character. So, fantastic writing.
1: Totally, and you're right. It's it's really just the way he thinks. That's how we get it all because it's really just like sort of his inner dialogue that we're reading, and we get all those characteristics just right out of you know just things he's thinking, which is a neat way, um, a neat way to set that up.
0: And his dialogue, he's kind of speaking to us which is kind of fun, right? It's really engaging that um, some of his comments are thrown at the reader.
1: Yeah. And I like, okay, I love that like in the, um, on the second page, he mentions like at some point in time, he says like Paleolithic. Mm -hmm. And then later on, on that page, he's like, says it again. He just says, Paleolithic. I looked it up.
0: But he's telling us to look it up.
1: He's telling us to look it up. No, he says, I looked it up.
0: Oh, he says he looked it up?
1: yeah because early on he uses that word and you're like oh okay he's like he, he he's a very smart guy and he's like got everything together but then at the end when he's kind of lying in the bed he says i looked it up
0: oh okay yeah i thought i read that wrong then
1: yeah tim like us he has done some research to sound smarter exactly yeah <laughs> yeah that's like that's what we live by <laughs> 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 what are you talking about?
0: I don't I do, do any a ton reason. of research before
1: so I can sound smart on I these things. I don't do
0: any research. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Clint, he gets out of the hospital. Now, here, here's an interesting thing is that I found uh, as I was making uh, notes for this, um, the majority of my notes, I'm referring to him as Clint because that's who he is for the majority yeah. of this. He's only Hawkeye for um, for a few sections where I will call him Hawkeye, but he's it, it really is Clint. It's like what this guy's doing while he's not being a superhero. But you know what he can't stop doing is like getting into trouble and getting into situations uh, because of his superhero persona. So Clint gets out of the hospital and we get a quick flash forward. Um, I thought it was a little bit hard to tell right off the bat that that's what was happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a fairly well-hidden flash forward uh, until you understand how, like, what tools they're utilizing to do it. It reminded me a lot of the alien dead orbit and the yep. way that they were doing their flashbacks and flash-forwards. Um, in this book, they do have a yellow background for the current timeline and um, uh, the blue background for uh, the, the flashback. So once I picked up on that, it was a little bit easier to read. Uh, but I th- that was really just for this one issue that they use those colors. So
1: Yeah, there's a couple moments in the book where they're doing flashes, and it's a little difficult to figure out what time i kind of had to flip back and forth sometimes because it is very subtle
0: yeah definitely i mean the first time uh first time i read it now this was the second time that i read it for the podcast Mm -hmm. first time i read it i I probably didn't do too much uh like going back to see what happened i just kind of like went with the flow but yeah uh this one we have to deliver uh, the best content for the listeners so i made sure to go back and understand completely what was happening and yeah. I went back a few times. Like I was like back and forth, back yeah. and forth. I'm like, and there was actually one area that really stumped me. They did such a good job, and they yeah. probably did it on purpose. I was gonna ask you about it. And after I looking know exactly at it, what
1: it is. Yeah, yeah, after
0: looking at it about four times, we'll see if you do, we'll see if we match on it, on what it is, because yeah. I'm curious. But after looking at it about four or five times, I was like, Oh, okay, this is what's happening. Yeah. I'm not going yeah. crazy. Uh so it's really cool. But uh Clint's at um a vet he's at a veterinarian now and he's got an injured dog and he's asking for their help Mm -hmm. now that's current timeline so now we get a flashback scene and the story that we're given is that some tracksuit wearing russians own the building that clint lives in and they've decided to triple the rent essentially forcing everybody to move out that's a that's a that's a dick move bro
1: yeah, that's a dick move, bro, is right. Bro. <laughs> bro. Dick move, bro. Bro, that's bro. a
0: dick move. Um, bro. Now, Clint is close with most of the people that live in this apartment, which is fantastic because as a regular guy, you would be close with your neighbors, right? Yeah. So they include that, uh, uh, you know, to build that whole world that this guy is just a guy. We also learn, I love this part of the book. We also learn that Clint has a bunch of money because apparently the Avenger or apparently being an Avenger pays really well.
1: Yeah, like I know. I thought this was really interesting that he is actually like loaded.
0: It's something that you've, they, I've never seen this touched upon in a movie or a comic, but it's a really cool idea. Like if you're a professional yeah. athlete, you make a shit ton of money. So if superheroes existed and the Avengers existed, why wouldn't you get paid like the most out of anybody to be one of totally. these superheroes? So totally, I, yeah, I love yeah. that aspect.
1: Tim, Tim, the crash test dummies don't get it. They said Superman never made any money saving the world from Solomon Grundy. Yeah,
0: because he didn't save the world from Solomon Grundy, because Solomon Grundy is not a threat to the world.
1: I know, I know, Tim. I hate that song. <laughs> <laughs> I love the song, but I don't know. If... I hate it. I don't know Solomon if the... Solomon <laughs> Grundy has no world domination aspirations. What is this dumb song? Come on, don't judge. Okay, don't
0: judge a song off of like one one oh, verse.
1: I will judge it hard. I hate that song.
0: <laughs> wow wow yeah. i'm i'm taking it back dean i actually really like that song
1: well that's that's okay you can like it i will hate it
0: what about uh the tarzan verse you got anything uh, to throw, I, I throw don't, about uh that? yeah i
1: don't i don't i don't care about the tarzan verse i don't know i don't know a lot about tarzan yeah um yeah okay. how about you? Do you what do you think of the tarzan verse i'm
0: good with it dude i'm good with the whole okay. song no i like okay. it i like it it makes it makes sense and uh, i don't know maybe they're trying to say something that uh uh, you haven't picked up on, perhaps. have you like, well, searched? Have you searched say, your yeah, yeah. soul? Have I you have. listened what to the th- song and searched your soul?
1: I have searched my soul. What they're trying to say is that Grundy rhymes with money. <laughs> but which it is also not true <laughs> That is not what <laughs> they're that, trying to say. That's what they're trying to say. They just that picked is. some dumb villain that that rhymes with money. Solomon Grundy needs a hug. That's what he needs.
0: um i I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Dean. But uh, you know what? I respect the fact that you don't like that song.
1: I, Tim, I'm not. I respect there, I'm not there the with fact you. that you like the song.
0: Oh, perfect!
1: Look at that. We yeah, we worked hug, it let's out. Let's hug it out. We worked it out. <laughs> yeah. Air hug.
0: So, Dean, Clint does such a stand-up thing here. He goes to see the Russians because he wants to pay the rent for all of the tenants. And he goes to an underground Russian poker game. But bro, the Russians don't want the rent money, bro.
1: Oh, they don't, bro?
0: No, bro. They just want everything. Sorry. They just want everyone out so they can sell the building and make a shitload of money. Right. Makes sense. Okay. I think they're businessmen. I think we should probably tell people um, how much these Russians say bro in this comic book because i don't think um anybody knows why we're saying it but there are a lot of bros thrown out by the Russians. basically every sentence a russian says that he ends it with bro which is it's pretty funny it's like a nice touch to the book
1: it's super funny and it's really um i found it really interesting that i never got tired of it i was always happy to see it which is i think uh you know um Praise to the writing of it because that uh, that type of joke that is just in every single sentence that someone says could get a little old and i never got tired of it
0: yeah they like they they front loaded it heavy in issue one and then they just kind of like dropped it sporadically in other issues so it totally
1: worked it was it's like you're wanting it you're like waiting for it to come back yeah totally yeah i i just wanted to say i really like that um this whole setup of Clint is perfect for me because he's, I love that he's rich and I love that he still lives in this apartment and that he's friends with everyone in the apartment building because if I was, you know, a single bachelor, I would live in an apartment because I don't want to take care of a lawn. I don't need a big house. I don't need to clean something. I don't need to clean multiple rooms. I just need my one room, my one kitchen, small as possible, and I would be friends with everyone because I don't have anyone who lives with me. So I really like that even Even though he's rich, he still lives in an apartment because that is exactly what I would do. Okay.
0: I don't know if I agree with you there. If I was rich, I don't know that I would live in an apartment. Uh, Maybe if I owned it, I might live in it. Or if I'm living in a penthouse, (laughs) I don't know if I was rich, I'd be living like Clint is living in this apartment. But here's why I do like it is because Hawkeye is the one who earned the money, not Clint. Right. So Clint is not actually wealthy. Hawkeye is now. They happen to be the same person. But what we're dealing with in this comic is Clint Barton right? And his world. So I like that in his world, he's not using like the money that Hawkeye has earned in a way to like make Clint Barton's life more plush,
1: you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I I will say at this point, Tim, like Clint Barton's character in this book, like speaks a lot to me. Totally. I, I, yeah, I've like, I, I feel like there's been, you know, times where I'm, I feel like I have been Clint like in, well, not with like all the, uh, uh, archery skills and all the money but um with kind of the the issues and the self-doubt and stuff i feel like i've been there so he like really rings true to me in this book
0: that's their whole purpose here so that's why like i mean that's great that it's working because that's what they're going for so yeah um uh clint starts to fight the group of russians now uh perhaps clint is a little bit hot-headed uh you could say in in this book but Mm -hmm. he gets thrown out a window dean and then he gets shot once. Um, But before the Russians can shoot him again, their own dog bites the bro with the gun. So Clint is able to escape.
1: Yeah. And it's because Clint uh, gave him some pizza. That's right. He gave him a piece of pizza. He gave him a piece of pizza. The dog likes pizza. Yeah. The dog is known as pizza dog after that.
0: Yeah. Uh, The Russian Dean is not very impressed with his dog and he kicks the dog into the street. But do you know? Bullshit, man. That is bullshit. Do you know what Clint does? Instead of running away, he turns around and comes running back to fight off the Russians and save the dog. Now, yes. he manages to save the dog from one of the cars, but then a car behind hits the dog. Right. So this kind of catches us up to the current timeline where Clint yeah. is waiting at the vet.
1: And Tim, this is this is the save the cat moment.
0: Yeah, save the cat in the tree.
1: Yeah, save. The, so Tim, you would not save the cat. Would you save the dog? i might save the dog you might save the dog okay i'm not saving a cat no you're not saving the cat from the tree
0: speaking of which dean i uh i caught a squirrel today okay
1: what'd you do with it i don't know how is this story gonna end
0: (laughs) i got i got trouble making squirrels around my place oh what are they doing they do they do all the wrong things um they uh, have chewed uh, up the wires in my car. I have to oh, uh, no. do an insurance claim to get that. No taken way. Care of. Um, they're they're just getting a little bit too up and close with my house and stuff like that. So, uh, yes, I set up a trap. Okay. And I caught one in the trap, and I'm being very nice about it. I just drive oh, them. I drive them like ten minutes away and like relocate oh, them to like a very foresty treat area. Very nice. Um. So, uh, yes, I'm. I'm trying to do the right thing. I they're very cute. I don't want to yeah. hurt one of them, but I also but you, I don't yeah, want you them don't want costing them... me a whole bunch of money that I don't have. So,
1: makes sense. Tim, in our Halloween episode when we heard scratching in the wall, was that Do you think that was a squirrel in your wall?
0: There's a very good chance, yeah. <laughs> okay, because yeah, there was like chance.
1: legit scratching in the wall. while we were doing that That episode. sounded like a bit, but it wasn't. Yeah. We we were legit hearing
0: noises in our Halloween episode. Um, go back and listen to that episode. That episode, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, is my favorite episode that we've done. It's episode number 16. It's our Halloween special. It was a lot of fun. We review The Creature from the Black Lagoon.
1: Oh, so good. It was such a good movie, such a good episode. I, lo- I had such a fun time talking about that movie with you, Tim.
0: Me too. I really can't wait till the next Halloween when we get to do something similar to that again, because
1: that one was oh. so
0: much fun. I know. Um. Anyways... I wanted to tell you about that squirrel.
1: Yes, thank you. I'm I'm really glad that you drove that squirrel and let him go.
0: Yes. If anybody's wondering what the best way to perhaps catch a squirrel in a trap would be, I used seasoned sunflower seeds and they love them. I've tried like peanuts and cashews and stuff like that. Mm. These sunflower seeds, they cannot resist them. So this is another thing. I put a bunch of sunflower seeds in there. So I, I fill their belly. They get a full belly uh food and then they get very re- nice and then you send a, them on their way yeah i send them on their way yeah i don't know if um you know they're gonna die because they don't have a home in their new location i don't <laughs> tim, know stop it No, do they're fine <laughs> i don't know if they'll survive the night but
1: they're okay tim they're fine
0: i expect that they're okay yeah that's yeah. what i like they're about.
1: having a great time wherever they are they made a new home quickly their family relocated and found them <laughs> I'm I'm releasing
0: good. all of them in the same place, so essentially okay. I'm just creating a new community.
1: Interesting, uh, further
0: yeah. away from me, and Perfect. not at another person's house. It's like in like a foresty <laughs> area. I'm not <laughs> yeah. I'm not trying to put my burdens on someone else. Just to throw <laughs> that out there.
1: <laughs> I mean, not not a bad little trick for someone you don't like, though. Hey. Eh? Uh oh, yes, very just much. Release so. some rodents on oh, their yard, <laughs> whoa, dude. For sure. Um, maybe a couple just, rabbits in a garden or something like that. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, I like to think I did a very Clint Barton esque thing by by releasing that. That squirrel is good, like Tim. that. Yeah, Tim.
1: We are having trouble staying on track this it's, episode. Uh, three. Hey? <laughs> That's
0: my third one so far this summer that <laughs> Oh, your third
1: squirrel. Your third squirrel. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, I will not stop
0: until this city is ridded of squirrels.
1: Yes, uh, in a better home.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: It's tough this episode. That we're, we're at a tough time getting through the content.
0: I'm having fun with it, though. You know what? I'm having a really think, good time.
1: I think this is the way I thought it would go. Because I think this is the way I thought. Wow. Let's... Uh... <laughs> you think this was the I way you thought. I think this is the way I thought. It works. Figure that one out. Anyways, this is the way the episode should go because... I feel like I have such a connection with Clint. Like, I feel like he's such a regular person that it reminds me of stuff that's happened in my life. And so when it comes to a point in the comic where he does something, it reminds me of doing something. That's
0: a good point. That's a very good point, Dean. Um, but, uh, yes. So, um, before my squirrel story, the Russians had caught up with Clint at the vet, but Clint beats the shit out of them and tells the boss he's paying all of the tenants rent and buying the building for twelve point five million dollars,
1: yeah, he wow. put he
0: put yeah wow <laughs> he puts the he really does have a lot of money he puts yeah. the boss in a cab and sends him on his way, and Perfect. back at the vet the dog has survived surgery, and basically the the damage and suffering that the dog endured was very similar to what Hawkeye uh, endured on those first two pages, which was a real yeah. cool like. Um, start to finish wrap up and that's the end of issue one and it was a lot of fun
1: It was a lot of fun and now and now clint has a buddy he's got a dog yeah he's which is another thing that if i lived alone in an apartment i would have i would have a dog buddy
0: yeah now um dean on to the next one let's do it Uh, what i noticed hitting up uh issue two is that the covers are all very very super simplistic uh, in, in their design and I uh, yeah. I like it it's very like neat but very kind of plain now again we start with Hawkeye saying okay this looks bad which is fun so we've got like a little bit a little bit of something going on here and I'm, and I'm liking it
1: it just kind of makes you smile right away yeah right away you're like oh okay I'm in on the joke he let me in on the joke right like uh, you feel a part of the book at that point
0: yeah and like what kind of shit is he in now right totally yeah uh, Clint and a woman that we learned a little bit later is Kate Bishop are at a pool and there's some bullets raining down on them. Dean, they jump into the pool and they swim to the bottom. And the next page takes us again to a flashback where we'll surely learn how they got there. For right? sure. It's, it's really fun. And we can start to see this formula that's happening. So Kate Bishop, Dean, she took over for Hawkeye. Uh, when he went rogue as Ronan,
1: mm-hmm.
0: she was like the Hawkeye at that time. So she's, she's back to kind of uh, help out with things.
1: Yeah, so she's also a Hawkeye in this book.
0: That's right. Yeah. Now, they're back at Clint's apartment in the flashback. They're having some coffee, and there's this great panel art where Clint is shooting an arrow at mm. a target over the course of six panels in the book, but... Above those six panels, we get 14 panels of Kate saying the words, well, that's cool. So yeah. I just, I love this because it shows how quick Clint can set up for a shot and then fire a bullseye. It was a real neat technique that slowed down time in this comic book. Uh, now that's obviously a real hard thing to do. Like, how do you slow down time in a comic? Uh, this yeah. is the way that they did it. And it really worked. I, I love that part.
1: Totally. Very easy to do in a movie. Um, Like I think of uh, Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. and I don't know if you've seen that movie, but there's a part where he's boxing and they he's boxing. And then as someone's throwing a punch, they kind of slow down time. They go into his head and he starts figuring out everything that he needs to do in order to win the fight. Then they go back to like real time and he does it all. Very easy to do in a movie very hard to do in a comic book slow down time in a comic book it's just us reading it yeah and it's so effective and while i like loved the art in the first issue it's kind of at this point i'm like oh you know what i can kind of see what strengths this art can have like how how kind of special this book is going to be because of the art as well not just the cool writing that i was like jiving with at the beginning
0: right yeah good point so it's a bit weird we haven't touched on the art all that much because i love to touch on art uh, the art is very, very good, but it's very simplistic. So yeah. there's not a lot of detail. There's just enough detail. You're never like lost um, as to what's happening, but the characters are definitely like first and foremost where the backgrounds are kind of secondary. Yeah. Just helps them pop a little bit, I think. And uh, I'm totally fine with it. Like I, I have nothing bad to say about it. Um, I just don't find myself looking at the art as much as i would in another book um yeah but i don't i you know i don't want to have to look at the art in every book and i shouldn't say have to because i love doing it but sometimes i might just want to break from like studying all the panels uh, i'm not a very fast comic book reader because i put as much attention to the art as i do to the words so i'm a very slow going through things uh this helped that in this situation to be a little bit of a quicker read for me because i wasn't uh uh, spending as much time focusing on the art but excellent art
1: yeah excellent art and it is very simple but very needed for this book because this book is going to be a little bit of a shift of how we're dealing with characters in the Marvel universe so I like that the art does a little bit of a shift too than what we're used to and I think you're right it is less detailed like there there aren't yeah there aren't a lot of details on the pages but I think the detail is sort of in the like the the sort of life things like things that are lying around the room and like the posture that characters have, it feels a little bit more real. Like a sweater on the ground feels like a sweater that I threw on the ground, not just that it was drawn there and put there. So I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of details into setting a scene and less into the actual picture. Mm
0: -hmm. So Kate is looking at some recent pictures that Clint took in the apartment And it's pictures of hobo graffiti, or vagabond code, as he calls it. Now, I really dig what they did with this vagabond code in this one. Because what this issue ends up being, in my opinion, is a bit of a nod to Clint's origin story, without them actually getting into his origin story. Because as a child, um, Clint and his brother, they ran away from an orphanage and they joined a traveling circus where clint met the the swordsman who was the one who taught clint all of his skills and they would use vagabond code to warn other like travelers or nomads or like traveling circus people that there was trouble coming so this vagabond code that clint has taken pictures of he knows exactly what this means right like we have we have no idea what this is but he already knows what it means and it's like his past kind of coming back so
1: I just yeah, great thought, point him. I
0: thought they handled it really well.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a great point that I didn't think of, but uh, it it really sets the stage without having to really set the stage.
0: Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so Clint and Kate, they head out and they go to Cirque du Nuit, which is like some sort of like Cirque du Soleil.
1: I think yeah, I think off. it's supposed to be a Cirque du Soleil thing.
0: Um there's going to be a bunch of bad guys going, Dean and they get there they're inside and they both put on these special purple sunglasses and i love it because all of the pages are now covered in this really cool purple tint cool so i mean obviously like having that as hawkeye's color um just being able to throw it as like a wash of color over these pages uh, it was really yeah. really fun yeah
1: and i think we should take that time to throw it to uh the colorist matt hollingsworth because I think the color in this book is also incredible. Like it also takes it to that sort of next level where we will be looking at different pages with similar characters. And he's just switching the whole color, like the what, what the whole tint of the pages are on us to kind of set the tone of the scene.
0: Yeah, good call. The color is excellent in the book. Yeah. Excellent. There's
1: like, yeah, there's like certain pages where a color will be the background. And then later on in the book, that color is going to be someone like... Their skin tone. Like yeah. they just do, the, he, he plays around with it so much and mm-hmm. it's so unique and so cool.
0: That's a good word. Yeah, it's very playful. So, the guy that they've actually come for is the one who is running the show. His name is Maynard Tybalt. Uh, Clint tells us Tybalt was also trained by the swordsman. Now, we see this Tybalt character hypnotizing everyone in the crowd except for Clint and Kate because of their special purple lenses cool yeah very cool
1: now i really know i never picked up on that i've read this book like five times and i never i never picked up on why they weren't getting hypnotized
0: oh but it's so cool because like yeah
1: that that makes it so clear
0: i mean they get to put the glasses on and everything goes purple right so you think oh that's a great way for them to now be able to wash the pages purple but it actually had a function in the story uh so that's it's like really really
1: that's awesome really effective tool yeah i love that
0: now Tybalt starts to rob everyone there, uh, but Clint and Kate jump into action. Clint quickly gets captured, but Kate comes to the rescue and frees him. That's fun. yeah, because she's that's, the best. That's fun. She is the best. I like that. Um, yeah, I like that. He gets captured and she saves. It. She saves him.
1: Totally. And that, like this, this whole kind of maybe we can take the time to just talk about kind of their dynamic, um, which is set up sort of the in the first seen there together that um they're kind of best friends even though they're always jabbing at each other um like he clint's first sort of um explanation of who she is and what she's like is just like oh you know she's a naive kid and then you know this next thing he says is you know but she's the best yeah and he always calls her perfect like every time she's doing something every time she comes in and like saves the day he's like see she's perfect and I love this best friend relationship they have. I really like Kate. I'm a huge Kate fan. Um, how about you?
0: I love Kate. I got a younger sister vibe, um, like for yeah. him uh, from it. Uh, but yeah, she's great in this book. Excellent edition. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely younger younger sister vibe, but not mentor, which is interesting. Like he's not really he's not really teaching her everything. No, like she's got the confidence, yeah. and he's the one who's lacking in the confidence. I really like their dynamic. They're just kind of like. Yeah, sister vibe, but, like, best friends.
0: It's like little sister who's better than you.
1: Yeah, yeah, little thi- sister than thing be- that, yeah.
0: At the thing that you're great at.
1: Exactly, yeah, and that's why he's always, like, sticking it to her, and she always knows she can come back at him because she's better than him.
0: Yeah. So, at this point, uh, we're back to Clint and Kate jumping in the pool as these bullets are raining down. Kate sits up out of the pool, loads up five arrows on her bow, and fires, And she lands two of them into one dude, into both his eyes, and one into another dude, into one of his eyes. She made a comment at the beginning of the issue that there were stories of a Roman emperor that could fire four arrows at once. So um, it was cool that they put that foreshadowing in there that this guy could do four. And she just kind of pulls out five at the end there and fires them off. It was really neat.
1: Well, and it was a perfect setup because as she was telling that story, Clint was shooting three at one time, and that's when it slowed down. That's when we had, like, going through his shooting and her um, her talking was slowed down. And he shot three arrows perfectly, so you're like, oh, Clint is amazing at this because there was once a guy who could shoot four, and Clint can do three, and then later she does five.
0: Well, she did five, but she only landed three. So True,
1: yeah, yeah, true.
0: Yeah. Uh, Tybalt comes for Clint, and... Clint shoots a trick shot that hits Tybalt in the ear and then goes past, bounces off a wall and lands in the back of his neck, paralyzing him. And Clint and Kate end up making off with Tybalt's boat and we then see the kingpin on the pier and he concludes that Clint has just robbed them all. Oh no. And Clint asks Kate to be his partner and she agrees.
1: This is where uh, this is where Clint says we robbed the robbers that were robbing the robbers. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's
0: funny. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So now we've got the kingpin involved, which is cool. Yeah. Now, issue three starts off. And guess what, Dean? This looks bad. It does. This looks bad. (laughs) Really, really bad.
1: Really, really bad. And Tim, I will say, um, before you get into this issue, and I mean, I say things like this all the time, so maybe it's just because I'm I know what you're going to say. You're going to say this issue
0: is your best friend. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) No, you are wrong. Okay.
1: You're wrong, sir. But what I will say is something that is um, maybe as over-exaggerated as that, but this is my favorite issue of 2012.
0: Oh, that's more than your best friend.
1: Yeah, (laughs) <laughs> it is. That is actually more than my best friend. Wow. Favorite is my issue favorite, of
0: 2012.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm caught up in it right now. Maybe I'm just like I, Holy I pour shit, everything dude. into these episodes. But right now, like this is my favorite issue of 2012.
0: That is a bold statement. Wow. Yeah. I be- and this
1: was the year like I really, really got into reading comics. This is when I like got into it and just started buying everything out there. I think that this issue is absolutely perfect.
0: Wow. I hope I can do it some justice here, then.
1: Yeah, you better. There's Pressure's some... on. Yeah, the bar is high.
0: Issue three. A terrible, terrible issue.
1: That's a bad start, no, I'm, Tim. I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> kidding.
0: Uh, Dean, Clint and Kate are in a car being chased by bad guys. Yeah. Yeah, they are. So far in the previous issues, Dean, we've um, learned about Clint as a person, right? hmm This issue, dude, we get to learn about his arrows,
1: Oh my I, goodness. Dude, I fucking
0: love this. His arrows are like one of the coolest aspects about this character. His arrows are almost an extension of who he is. So it's really smart that they decide to focus an issue on his arrows.
1: Totally. Now Dean and, yes, and yes, Tim. Yes, yes, yes. That little art that you explained of how it slowed down time. Yes. I feel like that quality of coolness in a page is this entire issue.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Oh, we forgot to talk about in that first issue that 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 place where uh
1: Oh yeah. we both got
0: confused. And for for me it was when Clint got thrown out of the window. Yeah, he got that's thro- it. he got thrown out of a window two times. And I couldn't tell if it was like where those timelines were because the yeah. the the drawing looked exactly the same. I think all they did was they took the name of the building off um, That's but it, exactly it was, it. it was, it was a flashback throwing out of the window and then it was a current timeline throwing out of the window in two different buildings, but the art yeah. confused the shit out of me.
1: Yeah. That was the one I had to go back and forth on every time I read it, I have to go back and forth and it is, yeah, it's because the business is, has changed. Like the business name, um, of the window he's getting thrown through. Right.
0: Okay. Good. So Dean, I'm going to break down all of the arrows that we get to see in this issue. Fuck yeah. Now we, we don't get to see them all. Uh, At once, but uh, I'm just going to throw them out there all up front. Okay. We get the net arrow, boomerang arrow, bola arrow, acid arrow, tracer arrow, putty arrow, sonic arrow, explosive tip arrow, cable arrow, smoke bomb arrow, rocket arrow, suction tip arrow, electro arrow, boomerang arrow. Wait, I said boomerang twice.
1: As you should have. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was just a great joke you added in there. (laughs) That was an accident.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, hell. Uh, This is a fun episode.
1: It is fun. Yes. Tim, Tim. Yes. Yes. What's the best way to introduce all of those arrows and how they work and what they do?
0: The best way to introduce them?
1: Yes um that
0: they're just in like a pile in his room and he doesn't have any of them labeled
1: yes not knowing (laughs) which one you're pulling out of the bag that's exactly (laughs) it that's amazing that's so smart to like introduce all these different arrows and he doesn't have them labeled and he doesn't know which one he's using until you see what it does
0: i know it's really cool because that's pretty much how this um issue starts is like he wants to label his his arrows and yeah. uh, like where we're at right now is that he's at a store buying tape <laughs> to label though. He needs tape to <laughs> right. label them. That's where we're right. kind of where we get to. <laughs> and um, he sees. Oh no, sorry, I've I've jumped ahead a little bit here. Just before he's going to buy the tape, we get uh, we get the flashback treatment, and we see that uh, Clint and Kate are in this 1970s Dodge Challenger trying to escape the bad guys.
1: That's your flash forward. No, no, no. Sorry. That's your... That's our... No, no. This is is the alien's dead orbit again. Ooh. This is current timeline is them in the car. The past timeline is how they're going to get to the car.
0: You're right. This... Yeah, you're right. So we get the current timeline. Yeah. Which is that in the car. Then the flashback, yes, is, is Clint going to buy some tape? Exactly. Yeah, you're correct good 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 call there so he's buying the tape and he sees this dodge challenger outside of the store beautiful car beautiful orange 1970 dodge challenger he's super impressed by the car he wants to buy it dean the owner is a gorgeous redhead her hair mm-hmm. matches the color of the car perfectly yep yeah. so the redhead says if you have enough cash I'll sell it to you now clint says you know I'm, like, crazy rich, right? <laughs> it's more of this money stuff that I love. I'm just, I know. Anytime I they're it. talking about how rich he is and him throwing his cash around, so much fun. Clint says he's going to go get the money and buy the car. Uh, but first they uh, they make a pit stop at her apartment, Dean, um, and they do that to have the sex and to yeah. to make the love.
1: Yes, Tim, they do that. And I love again, I love this moment in the comic because it tells us a bit about Clint. He knows that she's mixed up in something because she was willing to just sell her car immediately. She's like, if you have money, if you have cash, I will sell this car right now. That car has got to be stolen if that's what she wants to do. And
0: and he even made a comment. He's like, it's not stolen, right?
1: Yeah, but on this drive they were having, he bonded with her, and then they went to uh, that room, and they were going to have sex, because they're both two good-looking people, <laughs> so they were going to do that, and I just like that about his character, like, he's going to figure her out, um, like, he's going to talk to her, he's still, like, ex- you know, he's, he knows that he likes her, and he'll just worry about what, you know, wh- how she got that car after, he'll figure that out later. Right. He's kind of a guy that jumps into things with his heart, and then figures it out as he's in it.
0: Right. So, Dean, they finish the love making and the sex making. Yes. And uh, the bros, dude, dude, the bros are back. They kick the door down and they start shooting at naked Clint. Uh, And one of my favorite panels of uh, all five issues is Clint. He's completely naked trying to jump out of the way of the bullets and covering up his privates is an old, old style version of the Hawkeye mask. Just boom, dead center. It's so like startling to see it but it's so funny
1: it's so good tim is it your favorite panel of 2012 no it's not oh but it's my best
0: friend panel of the book
1: oh it's your best friend is that little clint that old school clint is your best friend
0: (laughs) yeah i'm because i used to read those old hawkeye books i love that like old hawkeye mask so i loved that they threw it back to the old hawkeye in that way just giving us this little like brief picture of what the old hawkeye used to look like it it gave me some warm and fuzzies, even though it was covering up his junk.
1: It's really interesting because you would you would have that conversation of like, what are you going to co- cut? Okay, well he's going to be naked, but we're going to cover up his junk. What are we going to do it with <laughs> yeah, the old true. Hawkeye face? Amazing! True. Why? I don't know, but it's great. It's, it's perfect. It it's couldn't a, have been better.
0: No, it's a weird thing to think of to put there, yeah. but it uh, it looks <laughs> funny. It's it's definitely going to make its way onto our uh, social media posts. Yes, don't don't yes. you worry, don't you worry. So. Clint throws a lamp at one of the the Russian bros and dude, the base of the lamp hits this dude in the exact perfect spot on his chin. It's like it's, you couldn't throw a lamp better and have it land harder on a dude's chin. It's, it was really great. And yeah. um, this is not the first time that they've shown us, clint using objects as weapons in in this uh in the series so far but uh i I wanted to shout out to the fact that they are doing that and it's really cool
1: well that's that's yeah that's a good point because we've talked about like bullseye in the past about being able to turn any projectile into a deadly weapon and uh this comic shows us that hawkeye can do that too hawkeye has like deadly accuracy with anything he wants to throw
0: well of course he can do it too
1: yeah
0: uh but dean they knock clint out And they take the girl and the car. So once again, Clint needs Kate's help. Kate to the rescue. Uh, We do learn that the gorgeous redhead stole the car from he, Dean. Whoever he is, she stole Mm. the car from him. Um, Clint's bag of arrows are in that car that the Russians grabbed with the girl. But in his bag of arrows is the tracer arrow. Right. So they're able to track it down. Kate and Clint in another car and Kate T-bones the challenger. Yes. So I
1: love Tim, I love like Clint just getting into the car. Yeah. What and, happened? and Kate and Kate's like talking to him. Cause he like he comes down, he's just getting dressed, right? He was naked and he yeah. comes down and he's gonna get in the car, but he still has his shirt off. And he like puts his shirt on in the car and Kate's just staring at him and she's just like, Really? With, oh. like, the abs and everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just love that she's like, oh, yeah, you're buff, too? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I loved it.
0: So, Dean, this is where we catch up to the beginning of the issue here. So now we've got this car chase that we yeah. started with. Uh, great fucking car chase scene, too. It was a lot of fun. You got Clint using... Most of those arrows that I mentioned at the beginning, at this point, he's just trying all sorts of things to get this pack of Russians in these cars. They're all driving minis. They're all driving the the minis, which is really funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's trying to get them off their ass. Uh, but after all of the cars crash, you've got one of the bros with an Uzi, and he has Clint. And you have oh, yeah. Kate with her bow, and she's with Red. And Kate raises her bow in the air over this dude's head and fires the boomerang arrow that they already set up in this issue it comes back around to knock this dude out and clint gets a last kiss from red because he's going to let her catch her plane and keep the money that he paid her for the stolen car which is now smashed up and totaled
1: yeah because he's a good dude he knows sometimes people are down on their luck and they got to do things so he helps her out. He's a good, He's dude. A good dude. And he made, yeah.
0: the, he made the love with her too. So.
1: Right, right, right. I, I really like, um, you mentioned the car chase. I just really like the art in the car chase. I just wanted to point out that like a lot of artists, um, when they're doing chases, like there's a lot of the panels are kind of blurred. Cause I think it's kind of hard to do action and kind of show that it's like, it's really fast paced and actiony. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I like when, um, it's, it's blurred. And I like when you know that it's going fast and, um, that didn't happen in this book, but it, It looks really like good and exciting and you feel like you're there and in a car chase. So I liked that it was able to be clean with very solid lines. Like this art is very like solid line work um, Mm -hmm. and still feel like adrenaline pumping.
0: Yeah, it was it was good. I agree with you there. It was uh, it felt fast paced and uh, I was reading through it really fast because at the same time that it it seemed like they were all moving really fast. I wanted to get to the next page and see what was going to happen next. So totally it was good. Uh okay, Dean. Well, I understand why that was your favorite issue of 2012. Is an extremely fun issue.
1: Yes, thank you, Tim.
0: You're welcome. Now, issue four, Dean. This starts out a little bit different than we're used to. There is no more of the okay. This looks bad.
1: Well, that's sad.
0: What's going on? I thought. I, don't know. I thought we were onto something. I thought we had a formula.
1: I know. I thought we always looked bad.
0: Mm-hmm. This this time, it doesn't really start out like that. But what um, happens is we see like a freeze frame of a recording that has Hawkeye shooting someone in both of his eyes with his arrows. Right. So Clint and Kate are now on the roof of the apartment for one of these uh, like community barbecues that they often have.
1: Tim, sorry, sorry sorry, to interrupt. No I keep problem. jumping in on you. What's but that? it's interesting that we don't get an OK, so this looks bad on a panel that clearly looks very bad. Right. Yeah. Right. Like that is interesting that we don't get that with that panel. And I think that'll come back later when we explain what's really going on there.
0: Sure. Yeah. Or they could have been trying, um, like reading it the first time. You may have also been able just to think, like, as soon as you look at that page, I feel like without them writing it, what pops up in your head is, OK, yeah. this looks bad. Right? Yeah, like they agreed. almost they've yeah. almost like led us on to yeah. to feel this way. And it like comes up in our head already yeah. without the writing. So
1: totally. Yeah. But, but but no, I, you, I you, you are fit.
0: right, because it does come up yeah. later. Um, we'll, yeah. we'll get there, though. This is just classic Dean trying to spoil something. I, Tim, just let me is. say it.
1: Let me get to it. Let me get to it.
0: You can say it. you want to <laughs> spoil it. I'll let you spoil it.
1: You'll let me oh thank goodness. Um, the, uh, it, it's not it's not Clint. It's not Clint who shot those arrows. so that's why I think okay this looks bad is not there.
0: right. So this whole this whole the premise of these uh, next two issues which are like a two-parter is that um, yeah Clint is caught on tape killing this like number one terrorist in the world. But it turns out that it wasn't actually Clint doing it. So yeah. that's why this didn't look bad is because it's not bad, because he wasn't well, the one who did it.
1: And also it's not him. So that those that that inner dialogue wouldn't be happening because it's not him doing it.
0: Yeah. Right. There's a recording, it's not live. It's not happening in the moment.
1: Well, I know I know that, Tim. Yeah? Okay. Yeah.
0: Just checking. While they're having this barbecue on the roof. A S.H.I.E.L.D. ship shows up, and they grab Clint and take him away. And he's on board a bigger ship now with a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and Captain America. What a guy. Yeah. They let him know that the tape is out. It's going up for auction, and Clint needs to buy it back with the Avengers credit card. Right. So Clint flies to Madrapur. He leaves the airport. He catches a cab. And he falls asleep.
1: He oh no! He's very tired. He's a he's a it was, boy. It was
0: a long trip, Dean.
1: Yeah, it was very long. He he's wakes jet lagged.
0: He was yeah. Well, no, that comes later, doesn't it? I don't know. I don't know. He's just doesn't tired. Does it just mean
1: you're tired after <laughs> flight? No, I think it jet, jet your, lag actually has to do with like messed up, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thanks for throwing that in, Dean.
1: Yeah, we learn we learn something <laughs> every day. <laughs>
0: uh dean he wakes up to the cabbie trying to steal his wallet fucking madripoor hey
1: (laughs) the hell the hell don't go to madripoor or
0: anybody anybody out there who's planning a trip don't do it
1: (laughs) i love that this like what you're gonna set up that he goes fucking madripoor basically all the time everything that's happening to him and then at one point he's like oh maybe i just don't understand this place (laughs) like maybe i had just like maybe it's not that bad
0: (laughs) Uh, i don't know (laughs) the cabbie's trying to steal his wallet and he's fighting the cabbie off. Then someone from outside the cab tries to grab the wallet. And then he's fighting that person off. Then another yeah. person from an, another window outside starts trying to grab it. And they're all working together. And they're finally able to make off with his wallet. So Clint's got no wallet. Clint needs to find his way to this auction. So he's making nice with uh, some of the locals. And they seem to like him and end up giving him the directions to this Majapur Pearl Hotel which is where the auction will be held. And he goes in and immediately gets grabbed by some goons. Then they take him away to a room and tie him to a chair. And this is where we meet a woman with a gold mask. Yeah. Who seems to be running things. I'm getting the vibe that she's kind of running stuff. Yeah. Now it sounds like this tape of Hawkeye killing this guy is going to be worth a lot of money on this auction. uh, Since it's basically like an Avenger killing this most wanted terrorist so they throw clint in his room he's still tied to the chair and he's there for the night but a bunch of ninja sneak in as he's sleeping dean That's not, yes and not i good. love
1: i love how the ninjas look
0: oh they look like ninjas classic black ninjas it's so cool yep
1: i don't know and also like the way they're drawn is they are actually just like the negative space on the page yeah they're just black figures and it's just like they are shadows and Mm -hmm. i think that's really really neat and cool and every time they kind of appear later on it is just black like it it's nothing there's there's no definition to it at all It's, it's just like it's just what they didn't draw and then they just colored it black
0: it's the way you should draw a fucking ninja
1: it's perfect it's perfect
0: now, I also love that Clint's lying on the bed, still tied to his chair, right? He's actually <laughs> yeah. like, gotten into the bed, but he's he lying sideways with bed. it stuck to yeah. the chair. <laughs> Goldface has Clint indisposed because she knows he's willing to pay any price for that tape. And she wants the tape, so she doesn't want him to like raise up the bidding and the auction. So she's yeah. like, put him away. We don't need to worry about him. I can probably get this tape for a lower cost. Right,
1: yep, for sure. You still with me? I'm still with you, Tim. That a boy. Are you still with me? I'm still here. Okay. Okay. I- so I'm I'm driving there. the bus, man.
0: I'm driving the bus. I just need to yeah, check you... in to see if you got off on the last stop or not.
1: Right. I fell asleep there for a bit. Where are we? Like, I when Clint fell asleep on the bed, I was like, that sounds nice. <laughs>
0: that sounds nice.
1: <laughs> I'm going to take a little nap while Tim just gets through the end of this issue. We
0: are running a little bit long here. That's that's No, Tim, uh, we're going. Let's ask. go. No, we're let's, having Let's fun. finish strong. I, oh, no, dude. We Of course we will. And um, I mean, okay. I might even throw another story in here just to make it even longer.
1: Okay, you Tim, you might need to slap me again.
0: Maybe. <laughs> Let me know. Yeah. Let me know if you need another slap. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. So, Dean, we're at the auction now and we see 11 bad guys are ready to bid on the tape. And Kingpin is one of them.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, because we have seen him already before in the comic and he's back. He wants that tape.
0: We haven't seen him since, but he's back. I like the
1: idea. Yeah, I like the idea that there's this tape floating around of an Avenger killing someone and like all the baddies just want to buy that up. They want the blackmail like they need to get their hands on that. They'll pay anything for it.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, Dean, the bidding starts at 100 million euros.
1: Oh my goodness, Jeez. like every time I read that, it just a, knocks me. It just money. like a hundred million euros? Like yeah, what? That's, like, that's what it starts that's at? That's what they
0: start at. D- the bidding, Dean, gets up to three hundred million when uh. Goldface has had enough and bids one billion fucking Euros, dude. <laughs>
1: oh man. A billion. A billion, just like way over, (laughs) wait, they were at 300 million and she's like that person at the auction that's just like 1 billion. (laughs) It's like, do you know how auctions work? You could have slowly got your way there. That's not how
0: you do an auction. No,
1: you could have paid that if you needed to, but also you just go up little by little so you pay the minimum amount.
0: Yeah, exactly, 100% uh nobody's happy especially kingpin right he really wanted that kingpin is
1: fucking pissed at this he's so mad
0: yeah so gold face bring more
1: money kingpin if you want it that bad bring over 1 billion
0: yeah kingpin you don't have a a billion dollars uh, in disposable income and you call yourself the kingpin exactly come on exactly come on bro. bro 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 you can get it bro bro come on you need to uh You need to tighten the noose on uh, Hell's Kitchen a little bit there, bro.
1: Yeah, bro. You need to transfer some funds, bro.
0: (laughs) Hey, bro, call your mama and dada and get them to send you a a transfer. Top top you up a little bit, bro.
1: (laughs) That would have been great if Kingpin got on the phone with his mom and dad and asked for a little top up in the account. That would have been
0: fantastic, (laughs) actually. I don't think they do enough fun stuff like that in comics. And you know what? Let's 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 say it here. This is probably why because you wouldn't be allowed to call that canon.
1: Yeah, I know Tim. We like to pick on people. I who hate love canon. canon. I hate canon. I hate canon too. That's
0: probably why you can't have fun with stuff like that is because they would say that it's not real.
1: Right? I hate canon too. I get Stupid. that you need to tell a story, Stupid. but it's tough to tell a story over uh you know 70 years so yeah, exactly i i think that yeah we need to do away with the canon and let kingpin call his mom and dad for to top up his funds. absolutely who doesn't
0: want to yeah. read that
1: who doesn't want to yeah. see
0: that happen that would be so funny i'd love to see what his parents look like
1: oh that was so great
0: yeah um but anyways dean goldface is back at her room and she takes off her mask and the big reveal is that it's kate boom and goldface the real goldface is tied up in her under underwears. So that's the end of that issue. Very yeah. fun but that's it's a two parter yeah. it's a two-parter here like I mentioned
1: yeah and like that that whole issue kind of set up that Kate was curious about what Clint was getting into. Clint was not sharing it with Kate and Kate kind of took matters into her own hands number one to secure the tape because she knows it's important and number two to see what's on it because she doesn't know why Clint isn't telling her everything.
0: Well, yeah, and number three that we've already established in these previous issues, she needs to be around to save Clint. He needs saving yeah. all the time, right? That's so just a great point. She's probably yeah, he, most worried that he's going to get killed.
1: Yeah, yeah. He went and told her, like, sit this one out yes. and stay far away from me from now on. And she's like, okay, well, or I'll follow you. Yeah, <laughs> like,
0: or I'll save your life again.
1: Yeah, he needs her there. Like, this is one of those... Uh, instances where he is done and has failed if she is not there. Yeah. So we get
0: back to the beginning we're used to, Dean, with this fifth issue. We see Clint tied to his chair, still, and he smashes through the hotel window, and he's, I don't know, maybe 40, maybe 50 floors up. He's all all the way up, let's just say that. Yeah, Yeah. And he says, okay, this looks bad, but better than it was a couple seconds ago
1: which is so great so great a great fucking callback to the first issue where he was jumping out sort of like without being tied to a chair he had his bow out he had a plan he was going to shoot his little grappling arrow and he said that looked bad now four issues later he's jumping out tied to a fucking chair yeah that looks bad
0: i'm turning the page so hard at this point i'm just like i've never digitally turned a page faster
1: on my ipad <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> i'm ripping the page out because i yeah, turned it so fast. i want
0: to see what how could this be how could it be worse than him yeah. flying out of a window
1: oh uh, it's so good tim the writing is so smart
0: definitely so we do get to see what happened a couple seconds earlier on the very next page and clint is fighting those five ninja and he basically is like escaping every death blow that these ninjas are trying to land on him and he runs to the window and throws himself out of the window he smashes i i for sure thought that he was thrown out very big surprise to to me that he was the one who threw himself through a window stuck to a chair
1: yeah and just then again another great flashback and shows us just like how awesome clint is at fighting he is so good at fighting like close hand combat he's good at throwing things Um, so I like that you set up this character that's got these sort of down times, but then anytime it comes to combat, you're like, oh yeah, that's why he's on the Avengers because he is amazing at that. Yeah, definitely.
0: So we're back in Goldface's room and Kate is watching the tape for herself. And sure, Uh sure enough. Yep. Sure enough. She sees Hawkeye kill this terrorist. Now Goldface is able to make a noise in the other room and get the attention of some of the goons that were out in the hall and- As we're in that room there with them, we see Clint falling past the window in his chair. And the five fucking ninja are behind him. They've all thrown themselves out of the window as well.
1: Dude. That's how ninjas do.
0: These are some dedicated ninja. Yeah. Um, Agent Maria Hill swoops in on something. I don't even really know what it is. It looks like a flying scooter or something with like an elonged platform. It's the weirdest choice of vehicles. I have no idea.
1: But it's really strange. It reminds me of like a Fantastic Four type vehicle.
0: Oh, like, yeah. Good call. You know, like, yeah. it's, but it's
1: really weird.
0: Yeah. It's like something big enough to carry a bunch of people on,
1: but you would have to stand on the back. Yeah. Like, it's like it's just a platform. There's like no seats or anything. It's
0: re- really weird. It's almost like it's something you'd take, like, if the mothership that you were on, like the Mother Shield ship, got like close. Yeah. as close as it could to a building. And this would be like the platform you like ride down to the top of the building on or something. It's like, I yeah,
1: don't know. it like, it like can carry like maybe 20 soldiers, but they'd all have to be standing and just like ready to go. It's really strange. It's just, it's just strange that we don't even see what it's for.
0: Yeah. Uh, anyways, um, she kind of swoops in and grabs Clint out of the air as he's falling. Now all six of these ninja land on the platform as well. Dude, fuck. These fucking ninjas are tight.
1: Bro, like bro, Fraction, bro. bro.
0: Fraction is doing ninja 100% correct in this book. Now, Clint fights them off, all but one who's hanging on to Clint's leg for his life. And Clint extends his arm out to help the ninja. But the ninja, with this arm outreach to save his life, says never and drops.
1: I mean, classic ninja right there.
0: Dude. These ninja. I want to read a book on these ninja. They are so incredibly well done.
1: Totally. Yeah, it's actually it, it's they're they're very compelling characters just not even having faces. Yeah. Like they are just, just shadows, shadows, and you want to read a book about them. Like that's yep. how good that and how much effort is being put into these side characters by both Fraction and Aja.
0: Yep. So Goldface now has Kate. The goons have come in, they've kind of caught Kate. A goldface has called all of the other bad guys and explained what happened, right? Because she doesn't want them mad at her for doing that, like, outrageous bidding shenanigans she did.
1: Right, yeah.
0: So she goes with Kate to meet up with the Kingpin, and outside of the window, Kate sees Clint and Agent Hill, and Clint loads up an arrow and shoots. And we get... This amazing panel after Clint releases the arrow, it's so cool. It's basically his silhouette against uh, the high-rises in the background. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is about this one. I'll probably be posting it as well. But there's just something about this panel that I really, really loved. So I won't get too much into it. But um, so Clint's arrow explodes through the glass and he jumps in and grabs Kate. They kick open the door of the room that they're in. They start running away down the hall. There's throwing stars flying past them. And then they realize that they don't have the tape. And they have to turn around to go back. So they great turn moment. around. It's a, such a great moment. They turn around. Yeah. And now they're running at these throwing stars, right? So you get yeah. this this panel with them running away from them. And the throwing stars flying past. Then you get this panel of them running back at the bad guys. And the throwing stars still flying past. It's so cool. And then they go back and they fight their way through all the bad guys. It's like, fucking it's amazing. Awesome.
1: It's great. And again, you see like how skilled they both are. And in this whole entire scene, um, I feel like the book kind of has a trend where anytime you have a win for Clint, you have to have kind of an immediate loss um, or anytime you have a loss, then you have a win right after it. And so he makes like, he shoots that arrow, the glass breaks and he jumps in to save the day but he's not wearing one of his shoes. Right. So he jumps directly onto a pile of glass and now he has glass in his feet for the remainder of this scene. And he has to like hobble around. He has to kick a door open with like glass in his foot. So you get these high winds of like, I'm here to save the day and immediate low. I forgot that I'm not wearing a shoe. Right.
0: Yeah. That didn't, he didn't uh, miss a beat though, even though he had glass in his foot.
1: No, he didn't. He just has like a blood trail everywhere he goes, which is also a nice little trick to show us where they've been in the scene where they've come from how much they had to double back um you can kind of follow where his tracks are
0: yeah so they get back to that room where the tape is and they grab it and take off and they're about to get on an elevator when goldface shows up and she shoots at them and hits clint right in the chest yeah but he's wearing a vest he's wearing a vestine. It's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. Oh, good. Now we're back with S.H.I.E.L.D. now and Clint is all bandaged up, I guess. He, yeah. uh, The bullet, it was at really close range. It still damaged his uh, innards quite a bit. He fell and cracked his head, so he's all bandaged up in his bed. And we get to see Nick Fury here, which was cool. And Nick Fury says, the leak was found and sealed off. The identities of the Navy SEALs who killed that terrorist remain safe. S.H.I.E.L.D thanks him the shield thanks clint and the avengers for their participation in smoking out the leak right so that's cool um it turns out that they made three of these decoy tapes one was hawkeye one was captain america and one was wolverine killing this terrorist and they were trying to find like this leak i guess who who uh apparently knew the identities of the navy seals who actually killed that terrorist So it's, it's, it's cool that like the Avengers have come in to preserve the identities of these Navy SEALs and like save them and their family. It's, it's
1: neat. it's awesome. And this is the point in the comic where if you ever had the question, well, why the fuck is Hawkeye an Avenger right here? It's his heart. That's why he's an Avenger. He has skills, but he's an Avenger because of his heart. Wolverine, of course, he's going to, he can go in and, you know, put himself in danger and put himself in like the line of fire because like if he gets hit by a bullet no problem captain america he's like the number one avenger right like he's leads the team so of course he's going to stick his neck out for it clint's just doing it because he's a good guy yeah like he's just sticking his neck out because and going like and going to this auction he didn't need to do this at all he's only doing this to protect that navy seal and do the right thing he doesn't have the powers like everyone So you have a comic that starts with him explaining that he doesn't have the powers and ending with him doing the exact same thing as everyone who has the powers.
0: Right. Yeah. Excellent. Five issues. I love them.
1: Excellent. Excellent issues. I love them. I love Clint. He's my best friend. Kate's my best friend. Lucky the dog's my best friend.
0: Yes. Those are the three I was going to guess.
1: Those are the three. I like that Lucky's name was originally Arrow. Yeah. And then Clint's like, ah, we'll find something else. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) All right, Dean, one last thing to do.
1: What if?
0: All right, so what if? Now, Dean, I want to know, what if they just left it that Hawkeye killed that terrorist? Uh, as I was reading through those issues and believing to myself that he was the one who killed that terrorist, I was okay with it. I kind of liked it. It, it didn't, like, throw me off because he is just like a – he is a human. He's a person. He's the everyman. I didn't mind that he killed this terrorist, right? It is it is the number one terrorist in the world that they said. So. Yeah. Uh, I just like that aspect of the story. So just, what do you think? What if he did? What if they changed that ending a little bit? He did kill the terrorist.
1: So I think the sort of the magic for the ending and why it hits so hard is because you're given three issues first setting everything up and you totally fall in love with clint you fall in love with everything that he's about you find yourself in him somewhere like in something some aspect of something he's doing you relate to him and then all of a sudden you're presented with him doing this one big thing that everyone's kind of saying oh you know maybe that wasn't the The right thing to do and so you spend that issue convincing yourself that it's okay and I I was same. I'm right there with you Tim as I'm reading through that issue I'm like okay you know what he's been making all the right decisions I'm totally if he did it he did it because it was the right thing to do and by the end of that I'm 100% on board that he could have been the one that was in that tape and was the one that shot them so it could have ended like that for me and I would have been fine with it and I would have felt the same way about Clint that I do now but I think the magic is that we had to get ourselves to that point through those issues. And then they flipped it on us and said, actually, he was only putting himself in harm's way to protect someone else. Right. Yeah. It so is... I, yeah, I'm with you. I like it. But I like this is this is like the magic.
0: Yeah, I know. I can like, see what they're doing because he's coming off of his Ronin character where he yeah. like most likely killed a bunch of people. But what they're trying to do with this is, is set him back up as like this um like pure person who does not kill people so the yeah. fact that you know they end it with him not killing this person they rebuild his character as yeah. this superhero right um i wouldn't have minded if they met melded the two together a little bit like he does have a bit of a, a troubled past and I, I wouldn't have minded so much if they just had it that he killed this person but uh anyways just wanted to see your thoughts on that
1: no yeah i i i i, I agree with that that I think it could have played out that way and I would have still loved the book just as much. Yeah. But I think it actually reaches like a special height by not doing that. Um, By actually almost tricking us that it was going to do that and then pulling it back on us. For me, it hits like a special height, but if it just was the same and he was the one who killed it, I also would have liked that troubled backstory. All right, we did it, bro. We did, bro. We got through it, bro. We got through another one, bro. I'm going to raise your podcasting fees, bro. Triple, triple. Triple your fees. Your mic fee is triple.
0: I would like to purchase this podcast for 12.5 million dollars, bro. No, bro. No, bro. It's worth more than that. <laughs>
1: I'm trying to push you out, bro. I'm trying to You're sell like the that podcast. auction, you're
0: like that auction bidder. You're doing it wrong.
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Just you should just accept that. 100 million. Yeah. I will buy it for 100 million. All right. That's enough dean. Settle down. I'm sorry.
0: All right. Dean, thanks for joining.
1: Yeah, thanks, Tim. This comment put me in a better mood.
0: Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time.